Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Happy to be back with you guys as always. Today we have our maybe one of our first two time, I think it is our first two time guest on the Cracked Interviews podcast. And no, it is not Dalton returning. We have much better. We have Wake Forest number two singles player. He is the defending NCAA team champion as well as the individual singles champion, Petros Frisokos. Welcome back to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Hey, man. Thanks for having me back again. Thank you, know, you so much. Of course, and I don't want to take credit, but you had you didn't lose uh, since you did our last interview, so that may be a cracked interview bump. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pr- probably that's why we should have these interviews more often. <laughs> Look, as yeah. we said, you are always welcome. Exactly, and you are always welcome to come on, and we want to thank you for taking the time to do this because yeah, obviously, for, yeah, thank you for doing this. Uh, yeah, of course, but obviously, you had one hell of a month of May. Uh, uh, you didn't lose, uh, you know, you win all four, or I think you maybe DNF'd in that quarterfinal match, but you go 3-0 and in the team tournament, you know, you carry all that success through singles. Uh, what has this ma- past month been like? How, do, how are you feeling? Yeah, man, I mean, it's just, it, it's starting to kick in slowly, you know? Um, <laughs> Good. After, yeah, after we won the, after we won the team tournament, uh, I mean, that was my goal. Uh, coming in at Wake, and after finishing the final, I, you know, I told my coach and my teammates, you know, uh, we did it, you know, that this is it, <laughs> and I was just so happy that, you know, it was over, and, you know, all the pressure we had, and all the expectations, and finally we won it, and next day, I get, I had to play singles, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I can do that, you know, I'm so <laughs> happy that, uh, you know, we won everything, and, um, who knows if I can play tomorrow? I mean, I was so tired. My groin was killing me. I was playing my friend, actually, uh, from Cyprus, first round, from Portland, uh, Michael Pervolarakis. And uh, I was like, there's no way I can be 100% mentally and physically. Uh, but, you know, I had a good I had a good talk with my coach. And, and he, he, you know, he convinced me that this is, this is the moment where you can shine even more. And I took the... Took the advantage, took the opportunity that we play at home, and somehow won the whole thing again. And you know, I'm sitting right now in my bed, uh, <laughs> in the summer management program, and I still haven't, you know, I haven't realized what we have accomplished as a team. And uh, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure, as my coach said, in in I don't know, 20 years time, I'll be looking back, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be saying to myself, you know, uh, that we did it, and, and that was a great moment for us in the program. Well, you know, a, a ton of things I want to touch on there. If I were you, I would have not left bed since that finals match. I'd have been so <laughs> exhausted. Two weeks of that level of tennis, again, just phenomenal. And it's a testament to the hard work you and that entire Wake Forest team put in, you know, the preparation to be that physically fit. Uh, I want to skip ahead. We will get back to your matches because I want to ask you about those. But you talk about that transition from team tournament to the individuals. And obviously... <laughs> you know, being the defending champions, you want to celebrate that night. And so I don't want to get you in trouble, but, you know, did you celebrate after winning that team title or did you yeah, realize? Yeah, of course, of course you celebrated. I mean... All right, who, give me the PG-13 who, version. Yeah, well, I mean, it, 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 if you don't celebrate a win like that, and it's not just about the win of that day, it's about the year we've had, you know, it's it's... You know, all the expect you can't imagine how much you know pressure and and you know reaching the expectations and and everybody's like saying, "Oh, Wake Forest is number one; they should win for sure." And you know, people say that, but we keep thinking about them, even though we we don't let you know those words affect us. We keep thinking about them, and we know how people think. And after the final, I was just so relieved, like. I have no more stress for this week, you know? And then it took me a moment to realize, oh, shit, tomorrow I got to play singles. And, I'm like, <laughs> and, and doubles. I was in doubles as well, actually. And I was, I'm like, 
oh, no way, I can't, I can't do this, you know. And then I had a talk with, with Tony and just, you know, we talked about everything we have achieved and everything we want to accomplish in the future because, you know, this is just one more title and, and I got one more year to go. So this is not over. You know, I got to get back to work um, soon. And then the summer school is starting. So I really had didn't have time to breathe, you know, since then. And uh, I still won't have any time to breathe because of the futures that are coming up uh, in the summer school. Um, you know, I just have to wait until this summer school is over and until I finally say, you know, it, 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 it's over for a while. But, you know, yeah. No, no, definitely. But, I mean, it's I'm glad to hear you did embrace that moment because, like you mentioned, to have the expectations your team did the whole season, to only lose twice as a team – and, you know, yeah. all that really, those two losses were in a 10-day span. But outside of that, you know, you won everything you set out to do. It must be an incredible mm-hmm. feeling. And so mm-hmm. I want to take our listeners back because, you know, it was a really exciting NCAA tournament. Obviously, the first thing I have to say was the Wake Forest, uh, all of the, the tennis facilities where they had the media accommodations, it lived up to the expectations. Winston-Salem was a beautiful site, and I thought they did a great job yeah. hosting. And so yeah, the the organization they they put they put so much money into it, you know. And for us to get to play there, uh, we had our own lockers. I mean, we we you know, as I talked about before, the courts we knew the courts better than anyone else. I mean, it was just you know, it it was an advantage, but it was a lot of pressure at the same time. Um, but you know, every single player on the team just loved the fact that we got to play at home in front of our home fans. They had families there. We had friends. Uh, it was just, it was just beautiful, beautiful. So that, I do want to ask you about that because we talked about it the last time we spoke, and just the idea of playing the NCAA tournament at home, being able to sleep in your own bed, you know, have all of your family and fans there. How did that yeah. help you guys as a team prepare, as opposed to say last year in Georgia, you know, when you guys are also the one seeds, yeah. but you're not yeah. on your home courts. It's funny, a little story before uh, before I get into that. Like uh, Before we start the NCAAs, um, the moment we knew that, not the moment we knew, like about a week before the NCAA starts, uh, um, I checked the, I wanted to check how many teams have actually won the NCAAs at home with home advantage. And there were actually not that many. I think it's either like two, three, or four. I can't remember the exact number. But it's not that it wasn't like many teams, so I thought to myself, "Oh shit, you know, this is not actually a huge advantage because it seems like not many teams win it when they play at home." And I was thinking, "What is what is wrong? Like, what is going on?" And I thought to myself that every time we got to play a team at home, they will always, especially as a number one ranked team. They would always come out on fire. They would always come out and give us everything. They had no pressure, obviously, because they were not expected to win. And, you know, that, 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 that's what I thought was the problem for the other teams that, uh, you know, got to host at home and they didn't win. Because I think the only teams that won it, my, I might be wrong, but you, you can correct me if you know this, it's either Stanford or Georgia and, and someone else that maybe uh, hosted and actually won the whole thing. It's not that many teams. So, and yeah, Georgia has done it 19... I'm just looking at it now because I'm prepping for our trivia later, just a little a little yeah. sneak tease for our fans there. There will be a trivia segment. But I see Georgia does it a couple times, and Stanford does it. It's hard because, you know, this they only play at so many places. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's, it, it wasn't... You know, we, I wanted to be the first from Wake. You know, I wanted to be... I want it to be the first of everything. First time we host, first time we win it, first time we win it at home as well. You know, it was it was just <laughs> every and, and it, yeah, it's true. And 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 I know that I won't be here in the future. Like I won't be here for long to host every year. You know, so this was my chance, and this was the team's chance to show what we can do. And and we lived up to the expectations, and we, you know, we uh, we performed really well at home as expected, and we we got the win. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And again, it's a testament to you guys protecting those home courts. Uh, in terms of the preparation throughout the week, you know, weather really was a factor. It was raining a lot throughout the days, and yeah. it was tough for you guys to get indoor hits versus outdoor hits. Um, yeah. 
you know, how as a team do you guys handle that? Is it, again, something where it's easier because it's yeah. your home facilities yeah. or yeah. just how does that work? Yeah, I got to be honest in this one. Full credit goes to Tony Bresky, the greatest college tennis coach in in the country right now. I mean, the guy, the guy, uh, you know, organized our schedule from the beginning of the season. Because you know, some people think, oh, the NCAA is coming up two weeks before that. We should get ready for it. That's not true. You know, you you get ready from the first day. You start in the fall, actually, but you get ready <laughs> the first day of the spring. Of course. Prepare for that tournament because I know that ACC might be, you know, ACC tournament might be important. I know that national indoors might be important, but everybody wants to win NCAAs, you know? Yeah, um, no, definitely. And, 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 yeah, and Tony Bresky, I mean, the guy made us play. I remember there was there was a period where it was two weeks and we played, we played something like eight matches in 12 or 14 days. I can't remember, but it was something like, it was something like that. And at the moment when we were playing that, I, I, I was like, this is so unnecessary. You know, like we, we, we could play like one game every two, three days and, and, you know, for like a month or two months. You know, we don't need to like squeeze in so many games in so little time. But looking back at it right now, and, and you know, obviously from that, those matches, we, we had to go outdoors. We had to go indoors because it was raining. We had to go outdoors because it was so hot. So, like, we got to play in every situation in so little time. So, and days came, and we were just ready for everything. I mean, it doesn't matter if it rained. It doesn't matter if it was windy. It doesn't matter if it was cold. It doesn't matter if we went indoors. And, you know, looking back at it right now, the way he, you know, planned the schedule, it was, it was genius, you know? So yeah. credit to him for the preparation. Yeah. And obviously for us, I mean, we, people think that, you know, we, we, we should get all the credit. I mean, our job is kind of easy. We just play tennis because that's what we want. But we don't really think about how many things go into the preparation and the scheduling before we get to the NCAA, you know? <laughs> well, you know, I think you guys do deserve a lot of the credit because if I could play tennis at that level that easily, I would. Uh, and yeah, you know, yeah. I, it doesn't matter how I prepare, but you're absolutely right. It's a credit to Coach Bresky having you guys prepared, and you know it was reflected in your early results. You guys, you know, handle Columbia comfortably in the round of 16. You take out Illinois 4-0 in a match. I was actually at, and for our fans, I got to meet you for a quick second after the match. Obviously, oh yeah, 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 that's you, true. Yeah, you guys were exhausted, but I, I guess, uh, I want to talk about that Illinois match because you know after in between the round of 16 and the quarterfinals, that's when you guys get a day off. And I, for our listeners who you know don't know how the NCAA works, it goes round of 16, day off, and then you play three days in a row. And just in terms of coming back from that day off, you know, is, is that something where it ruins your rhythm? Is it something where that day off is really important because opportunities for rest are so limited? You just, you know, how does that yeah. affect your flow? Um, to be honest, it's, it's all about perspective. I mean, it's all about how you see uh, and how you can, you know, take advantage of that day off. Some people see it as a disadvantage of how they were playing really well the day before, and now they get a break, and now they play the day after that, and then and they think of they think of it as in, oh, shit, you can't play the same now. Cause <laughs> I, I was in a, I was on a roll of every playing everyday tennis, and now they gave me a break. I saw it more of like. A, a huge advantage of me taking care of my body and having more time to rest because I knew that, uh, you know, the quarterfinal was going to come and it was every day after that. So, you know, I had to be mentally and physically ready for those three days because um, our mistake last year was not taking care of our bodies and looking too far in the future. And, you know, uh, you can't have that kind of, you know, mentality going into the quarterfinals. I mean, quarterfinals is huge. You might be the favorite team to win, but you're going to play a really good team. And, and, and you can win, you can lose, you know, but it's all about the perspective you have. So personally, I was, I was looking at it as a huge advantage and, you know, the organization giving me a free, a, one more free day to, you know, return and kick some <laughs> I like to hear it. Although I have to say, quarterfinal day is the day 
you lost that set to Alex Brown. You drop a quick 6-2 first set, and I was a bit offended. I was like, no, I'm not going to, like, I'm, it's not going to be my fault he loses on this day. Like, you can't be serious. And then, of course, you know, you come back 6-2, and then you get to 5-4. Uh, I want to talk about that match because Illinois was a team for me that really stuck out in terms of the energy they brought to the court. You know, they have their bench guys on every match cheering loudly, and they're yeah. very well connected as a team. And then, you know, you guys as a home crowd, obviously that plays to your favor, but just throughout this week, you saw so much energy uh, from all of these teams and just, you know, you're playing these matches. I don't want to say the Illinois energy is the reason you lost your first set, but just how, how important is that energy all of these teams bring to the environment of college tennis? You know, do you enjoy it? Do you embrace it? Is it yeah. something that makes you nervous? What is it about it? Yeah, I mean, the energy every team brings in the match is so important for them and for the crowd, you know, especially in doubles, because that's when, you know, the for people who don't know, we play doubles first. And every team, you know, doubles goes by so fast, you have no idea. Like, you show up on the court 20, 30 minutes, you might lose the set. It's 6-0. You get broken one time, two times, it's over. You know, so if you're not, if you're not ready for what's coming, and you're not, you can't, you know, respond with the same amount of energy and even better, you might lose, not because you're worse or you're better, just because you have less energy than the other team. And obviously, we, we played with the crowd, and I used the crowd as my energy, and I was shouting at them, you know. And, oh, I loved and, it. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 I mean, I took advantage of it, because why not? <laughs> yeah, if, no. If I can, yeah, if I, can make, if I can make my opponent mad and, and, and go crazy because of the crowd, I'm going to use it. It's not... It's not illegal. I can do it. And, and I think for people who watch, I always think of the crowd. I always want to make it entertaining for those who watch because I don't <laughs> want somebody watching me playing and, 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 you know, get bored of, you know, the poor choices somebody makes on court and, and how they act. I mean, obviously, you can't shout every point, but, you know, when it's five old deuce and you win a crazy point with some crazy shot, I mean, it's worth it to. Uh, involve the crowd in it. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And you talk about that energy in the doubles point being particularly important. And this is where I think the home crowd for you guys played the biggest factor because you look all, you know, that whole weekend long, you guys don't lose a doubles point. You come out so strong with so much energy. Exactly. And then it, I... It, uh, you know, I want to use, sorry, as my segue into that Texas A&M match, a match you guys don't win without the doubles point. Uh, you know, how how big was, you know, the confidence from doubles all, you know, having that confidence to have won all those points all week long? How important was that for your team? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how many doubles points we've lost throughout the season, but um, I, you know, going going in the match, I think with, it was Illinois, right before I returned the ball, I, you know, remembered the match with UNC last year where we started doubles and me personally, uh, I didn't have a great amount of energy. I I just didn't. And the opponents, we I think it was Ronnie Schneider and Kodali, um, <laughs> they had an incredible amount of energy. You know, and it's not that they played better; they were just like on it every single point, every every single shot. They wanted it more than we did, and we ended up losing that match. We ended up losing the doubles point, and it ended up you know it cost us the whole thing. So I was. I was thinking to myself right before I start the match, I will do everything I can, but the energy I bring on the court will not be the reason I lose this match. And that kept me going for the whole week, and it ended up we played some great doubles. I mean, we have we have a great doubles like teams. I mean, Dirk and, and Ian are playing three, and me and Bar are playing two, and then Borna and Kendra are playing one. Arguably, one of the greatest doubles, you know, teams. Any singles, obviously, but in doubles, especially, I mean, that's just can't imagine one team playing against us. To be honest, it was, I'm not, I'm it, not I mean, no, no, I totally agree with you. The, that was the most incredible thing that stood out. Is first of all, Skander was the scariest doubles player I saw all week. Him, he's the best doubles player in the country by far. Uh, 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 so I'm not going to say by far. I'm going to say there's a group of guys. Him, I thought Martin Redlicky, and obviously him and Evan won the doubles 
uh, t- championship. I thought they were very, very good. But yeah, yeah, you know, Skander's up there. And then obviously you and Barr did your thing, your all-tournament team. But then, yeah, like you mentioned, Dirk at three. And then Dempster's hands were just phenomenal. I mean, like you said, yeah. all of you guys could play anywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 and it's, it's not just our team. I mean, it's so fun to watch high level of up in college. I mean, for the crowd, they should be, I mean, uh, I was never, I was never, uh, you know, able to watch the matches because I was always playing. At them, <laughs> but I, can't, I, I always, I always think, what do the, what you know, what do people watching these matches think about the level and the excitement that the players bring on the court? You know, because it's, it, it, it basically college tennis gets boring. We won't even get these people to watch our matches, and and that's just, you know, we lose everything. So I always keep thinking, what do these people think? And I'd like your, you know, view on this. What do you think? Well, I'm happy to offer you my opinion. I thought it was, like you mentioned, the energy all week was phenomenal. I think if I'm if I'm giving advice to fans who want to go see the NCAA tournament, the days yeah. to go see are round of 16 and quarterfinals because there's just so much tennis and the energy from, you know, 9 a.m. to 11 p.m., which is when I think the quarterfinals ended, was just, it, it was spectacular. Like you mentioned, all of these guys are bringing energy on every court and, uh, I think yeah. I was talking to Ty Tucker for an interview, and shameless plug there, but go check that out, Cracked fans. And he called the doubles point, you know, the most exciting 22 minutes of any tennis fans live, which, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Obviously, it's a little hyperbole, yeah. but it's so exciting, just all of these matches. I, You know, I remember Ohio State, Mississippi State came down to one doubles, and then that match you have Torpegard versus Nuno in a 4-3 decision, you know, two of the top five players in the yeah. country. and just to have, you know, it's great tennis everywhere. You have yourself versus Rinderneck, you know, when you guys are playing A&M, and then Kips and Gojo, yeah. just so much energy, so much great, you know, so much tennis to see. And Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it would, and just the level. The level of tennis was outstanding. You had guys who could play professional tennis just on all of these teams, and, you know, that it, it was great tennis. I, you know, I could go on forever. It was really, really fun to watch. So I, I thought the energy was great. Um, I, speaking of energy, this is a guy on your team in, you know, Christian Seraphim, who we affectionately call Dirk because he's 6'10". He's from Germany. Yeah. yeah, you can you can get that one. Um, but, you know, for people who don't know, he clinched your guys quarterfinal match to get you to the semifinals. And then in that semifinal against, yeah. uh, Texas A&M, obviously you guys take the doubles point, and then, you know, you and Borna went quickly up top at one and two, and, it, you know, it you know, Barr, Botzer, who I think wins most outstanding player of the tournament, he takes a loss, Skander takes a loss, Godjev takes a loss, and it comes yeah. down to Dirk, and just, you know, for Dirk to put together a 6-0 third set, uh, yeah. what was it like watching that? Um, I mean, we, we, we knew that a&M is going to come and just give us their best, obviously, you know, and a match like that, and the atmosphere was outstanding. I mean, just being part of being part of that team, and on that day, I, I feel like every single player that was on the court, I think they will never forget that moment, you know, especially when it came down to the last match. I mean, I remember I was, I was so stressed at that point, where I, I always take off my shoes. I don't know if you've noticed. I <laughs> I can't have my shoes on for. I was gonna ask you about that later on, but I'm I'm glad you addressed it now. It's just so, yeah, uh, just a, a quick story before I say what, what happened. Uh, so in, in last year, I think it was last year, or two years ago, my freshman year actually, we played ATP tournaments um, against UVA sure. in the finals, right? And then Benny Suspensky played clinching match against Corey Kelly, seven six in third, and I, I lost the match, and I had a lot of pain in my. Uh, on my foot, right? Sure. And I, I took off my shoes, not knowing what's going to happen. So I take off my shoes because I pain was just too much. And then I kept watching the match without my shoes. <laughs> and then Dennis ended up winning the match. And from that moment, every single clinching match we play, I just take off my shoes. <laughs> it's weird. It's so weird, I know. And, and, yeah, it's just something I do from now on. And Ooh. I'll keep doing it because it, it, it actually, uh, it worked. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. Yeah, so I was watching Dirk, and I gotta be honest, I have never seen Dirk being 
more professional and composed on the court ever before. I mean, the, he just, his choices, his shot selection and his choices on the court and where he was standing and how he was, you know, acting and walking. It was just so professional. I don't know if you remember any of it or if you've seen it on the video. He, I think he missed like one or two balls in the whole set. He served bombs. He just picked the right shots. He went for his shots. It's not like he played very conservatively. And he just, he was just so much better than that guy in the third set. Well, so, I mean, I didn't watch, I didn't watch the first two, but on the set <laughs> that I watched, well, no, I, I, I agree with you, and I mean a 6-0 third set is a testament to that. That brings yeah. me, though, to another thought, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit during the tournament, we meeting people at Cracked Rackets. You know, you're looking for storylines, and I guess the one, you don't want to say flaw, but the one thing people would say with Wake Forest is, you know, they have so many options at, you know, 5 through 9, all similar quality yeah. guys. And so Coach Bresky makes the decision. He goes Godjev at 5, Dirk at 6. I think Dirk lost against Columbia, which is what led to the whole everyone thinking about it. And just so, you know, in that matchup, it ends up you have the redshirt senior taking on a freshman. Um, you know, was that something you guys were thinking about in terms of the lineup decision, or is it just, you know, coach tells us to play, we go play? Yeah, um, right before the match, I mean, the, the, the lineups, it, it, it's up to the coaches. You know, they, they know more about the matchups than we do. I I personally care about every single of my uh, every every single uh, one of my teammates and who they play. Like if I if I see something and I know it can help them, um, I tell them. But when the tournament came on, I, I just don't have no. It's not it's not like I don't have the energy, but I trust them so much that I don't need to tell them anything. Right? I know that uh, Coach Bresky and Coach Eats. Um, you know, we will we'll, we'll tell them everything that they need, and it, it, it's not like I didn't feel like Dirk was the right choice. I he was, I think he was the perfect choice. Cause he he doesn't he deserves it more than anybody to be in that situation, you know, and and clinch that match and help us, you know, get to the finals. And I, I am telling you, you the way he, you know, uh, the way he performed and the way he carried himself on the court. In that third set, it was outstanding. I mean, you see that kind of level in, in ATP and challengers, and it, it, he was just—he was just so much better. He rose to the occasion. I mean, that—that's the definition of it, you know. He didn't shy away. He didn't choke. Nothing like that. I mean, it, it just served bombs, and just—he was just so much better than that guy. I'm just so so proud and happy for him, you know. Yeah, it was a great feeling, and you know, another thing. You, if you follow Wake Forest on Twitter, you might know this, but I, I believe his parents were there for the matches, and that is true. That is, true. and that yeah, was, he was there for, on that day. I, uh, maybe not on that day, but the day before. Not sure. Yeah, and you know, so that that's got to be a cool feeling to play in front of them for the first time as a, you know a senior and get that win, send you guys to your first final in program history, where you get a rematch of a match we have talked about before, a match you said you loved as much as any you played in before. You know that that was that Ohio State Wake Forest battle in last year's ITA indoors. That's the match we get in the final. The score was four two, but this was an either or match that, as we've been harping on this whole time, came down to the doubles point. And, you know, you and Barr in that match take a 7-5 decision. Uh, it, it was a back-and-forth affair. Uh, you know, what? before we get into even the doubles, uh, you know, specifically, just what was the energy like for you guys as a team in the locker room before that match? You know, how are you guys feeling? Was it something where you're tired because you just went 4-3? Or is it, you know, it's it's that last time, you know, got to leave it all out on the table? Yeah. Um Personally, I was waiting for that rematch for almost a year, <laughs> so I was <laughs> I was just so happy we got it, and it couldn't be like we we couldn't have it any other way. I mean, it was just perfect for us. We play at home, first NCAA final against Ohio State in front of our home, you know, crowd. It was just it was just perfect. I mean, I I, I said this this is it. I mean, it, it can't get any better, you know, for us and. Right before we got go out to warm up in, in the lockers, I mean, we were just personally. I was just thinking, we we got this. I mean, this is this is this is it. We we got the rematch we wanted, and probably Tony Bresky wanted this rematch more than anybody else in the world because he was just 
you know, he was just waiting for, for it, 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 it's not that it was Ohio State, it could have been anybody, but especially Ohio State, because it was one of the only teams that we we lost the last match we played against, right? Sure. And and the fact that it was Ohio State, and I mean, obviously, probably, well, you know, on, on, on top of the world, I mean, they were playing, I don't know, it was, it, wasn't it their first NCAA final as well? Or was it uh, not, second, so they made one in 2009, and then they, they won the indoors, I think, in 2014 as well. But yeah, this was their first in a little bit. Yeah, and... so it, it was huge for them too, you know, so uh, we, we we were expecting them to come out on fire, and they, and they did. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just happy it was, it was, it was a great match. Sure. And then you know, you look at how the the singles breaks down, and obviously, you know, in terms of that doubles point for our fans who don't know, uh, you and and Barr take a seven five decision at two doubles, and then Borna and Skander take a seven five uh, for or seven five set at one doubles. Uh, so you go into into the singles up one zero. You know, the recipe was always going to be. You know, you've got to win at two, bar at four, and then, you know, maybe Skander at three or maybe one of them down low because, you know, Torp's always going to battle in a match like that. And you never, yeah. you know, with all due respect to Borna, never going to bet against Torp. Uh, just yeah. uh, JC Aragoni, in a, in a, when we interviewed him, mentioned that pressure of, you know, everyone says, oh, we're going to have a for sure win at this spot because, you know, we've got JC down there. And for you, it's, oh, we know Petros is going to win. The guy's won 30 some matches in a row and you know that's our anchor at number two uh at any point in your run this year because I, what are you at what did you end your year on a 40 match win streak something crazy like that yeah something like that i wasn't counting but something like yeah, that uh, so it's th- you finished on a 30 match win streak 44 and 4 overall um i mean at any point did that get to you though the uh you know whether it's nerves or just whether you're it's being sick of told hey you know petros we're counting on you at two yeah, uh, it, no, I, I, I wasn't even looking at the number. I mean, I, I can tell you that the match that turned, you know, not my life around, but my performance around was the match with Klinger. He's from Vanderbilt. Sure. That was the only match I lost in the spring. And it, that match, uh, it almost cost us the, um, you know, the ticket for the national indoors. Because we, we won that match 4-3, and uh, Red of Sungu, he played the clinch match. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had won that match, it would have been over, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, and the fact that I played, hey, I, I'm not going to say I played bad, I played I played good. It's not, he just he just came up just just better at some some point. You know, he played good in the deuce points, and uh, I had maybe one chance the whole match, so credit to him. But I felt like that match changed you know, my the rest of the season for me in terms of how hot I come I come out for the match because I used to for that match I came in slow. I started very slow. I got broken first first or second game and, and that changed my whole perspective for the rest of the season because I figured I gotta come out ready and, and, and to fire from the first game because if not somebody else you know, on fire, I'm kinda of screwed because that's basically what happened uh, against Vanderbilt. And at two, you're going to play amazing players. I mean, like it or not, you're going to play amazing players. And, and I did, and credit to him. And, and I, I, I'm going to tell him thank you from from here because he, he just changed uh, my perspective and, and how my – yeah, it's true, it's true. And then I didn't really count how many wins I, 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 was, I was getting in a row. I mean, the, the, the guys after, after we won – uh, they were making jokes. Dog, oh, you know, Petra's won again. Ah, oh, you know, quick dub, quick two, quick dub. You know, stuff like that. But it, it didn't put pressure on me. You know, it just, it it made me it made me want to get better. Well, you know, we'll talk about, you know, a quick dub. You take out J.J. Wolf in that final, 6-1, yeah. uh, And, you know, at that point, I think the score was you guys are up 2-1. And from there, you're just waiting and watching. And I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm curious anyways. What to you was more nerve-wracking, actually playing your match or having to sit there and watch and wait? Oh, no, no, watching. Sure. <laughs> it's horrible. It's Trust terrible. For sure. It is. It is. I'll tell you why, though, because so when you when I play the match, I am I am stressed for everyone <laughs> but me. But me, 
Of course. You know? Cause, <laughs> sure. Cause I'm, just, I'm just in the match mode, you know, I'm playing. I don't really understand what's going on. I mean, I do understand, but it, 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 I'm not waiting for, for the match to end. I got to finish mine, and then I have to wait for, for, my, for the match to end. You know, so after I was done, I was just trying to be spread for every single one court that I, it was on. And I was just trying, I was trying not to care too much because I, I was like, okay, it is the final, but it's just, just another match. But it's actually not just another match. You know, it's like <laughs> actually, you know, not, you know, not be able to play that match, that kind of match ever again. I mean, we played at home in front of our whole fans. We, we might never get this again. And I mean, it's not like I, I could do much more from the sidelines. I was just trying to, uh, you know, shout as much as I can and then just <laughs> tell my tell my teammates what they can do uh, and whatnot. And uh, I'm just glad it worked out. Yeah. Well, then speaking of which, we can fast forward to match point. Obviously, Barbotzer, the number four singles for you guys, comes back from down five two in the second set to take it seven five and to take to his match six four seven five to give you guys the victory. If you've seen the match point video, you see the whole team rushes bar except for you, Petros, who goes down on his knees, you know, face into the court. Um, you yeah. know, was it something you're overwhelmed? You know, uh, what happens in your mo- in that moment? What's your reaction? Um, so Bar was Bar was in the second set, right? And yeah. he was, if I'm not mistaken, he was four one down or five two down. I can't remember. Maybe both. Maybe <laughs> he was four one, five two down, whatever. And for some reason, I was I, I just started looking at the crowd, and and I was I was getting a little bit emotional from the you know the the pressure we had and and. Basically, that was it for me for the season because even if we lost that match, that was my last singles match for the season, right? And I was looking at Skander, and he was on the other side trying to, uh, uh, you know, cheer on, on, on Borna. And I knew me and because and, I started with this guy, you know, I, I started with Skander and Dirk and nobody else from that team that was playing on was here before before then, you know, mm-hmm. I just, and it was the last time I knew I could compete with Skander, um, and I just realized that this is it. This is the last match we'll be teammates together, you know, um, and I just kind of got emotional, you know, just with the whole thing. I was just cheering too much, so that got that went away a little bit. Then, as he had a match point bar, uh, after he broke back, and he went to break up, he was serving for it, I just Something clicked, and I, I knew that was that was it. That, that's probably it. I mean, I want to bet my life on it, but <laughs> I think all the, yeah, with all the momentum and and, and everything. Um, also, another thing to add on that is that um, Bar and Skander lost their match the day before. <laughs> of course. So, so yeah, so I knew, I knew, I was a hundred percent sure that they're gonna come so ready for that Ohio State match, and they will probably. <laughs> die before they lose because I, I know them they're so competitive both of them so I was just I was just expecting them to win basically no uh, I'll, put, I'll put it out there yeah because I knew how competitive they are and they will never lose that match Twitter always too much for them <laughs> yeah well you <laughs> You know, I I don't want to, you know, the match was obviously played and you can relive whatever, but coming into the match, for me, I always thought it was you guys were, assuming that they were going to play Seabird at four, I thought you guys were prohibitive favorites at two and four. I thought they were probably going to get five and six, and then, you know, it came down to one and three, and yeah, Skander in particular, to be a senior, you know, last home match, to put together that performance in singles and doubles, just phenomenal and like like you've said like we've said this whole time it was a match you guys deserved you guys were the best team over that week and it was just you you played so well it, it was clear everything came together at the right time and it's a testament to all of that hard work you put in this season so again congratulations to you guys Thank you. and you know we talked about it a little bit earlier but if you could give me a, give me a brief synopsis so you, I, let's say you guys win the championship is probably around 7 30 p.m or something like that yeah. And what time do you play the next day? Maybe one, maybe twelve. No, I actually played around four five. Oh, so that's pretty nice. So take me through that twenty four hours. What were you doing, or just in between team final ending and singles tournament starting? Yeah. Uh, so we finished the finals. Um, 
we obviously had to have, we always have team meetings. So we went to the locker. We have our team meeting there. Chick-fil-A? Um, Chick-fil-A waiting? Something good? Uh, not really, not really. We had, well, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. <laughs> um, so we had our team meeting and then um, we, we, you know, we talked about the season. And then after everybody was, was done, we went back to the hotel showered and then we had like a uh, a team uh get together and celebration in a restaurant and and then after that you know we sleep uh we we drank uh, water i guess and some other juices uh, <laughs> and uh you you were hydrating I, for the next day we'll call it i was hydrating uh, yeah <laughs> a, a, a lot a lot of hydration going on in that restaurant uh, and, and then i mean i I wanted. I I knew we we won the team, obviously, and then I really wanted to play the singles as well. Because looking back, I remember was it last year? I was I, I was I was like we lost to UNC, and then UVA obviously won it, and then Ty went on and won singles. And at that time, I was thinking, oh gosh, that must be so hard to do, you know? Of course. Uh, finishing team and then and then playing six five or six competitive singles matches the day after that in a row. I mean, that must be pretty hard. I don't know if I could do that. And then after we won the team, I remember that moment, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Why not? Why not like try and give everything? I mean, we play at home. Uh, a lot of people are going to come out and watch and support us. Um, why not? So I didn't I didn't make a lot of stupid decisions the night, the night we won. So I just went back to sleep. I mean, I didn't sleep early. I slept like, I mean, I don't know, after 12. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> you were yeah. on Cyprus time by that point. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I had a good a good night of sleep. And then um, I woke up. I, I We went to hit with everybody or whoever was playing. Um, and then at five, around 5, 6, well, I think it's a rule. If you win it or if you're in the finals of the team, you get to play one of the last matches the next day so they give you time to rest oh, that, that's good that's nice of them well you know you actually mentioned this so i want to throw in this trivia question now and you know sorry to do this to you but west off cue the game show trivia sound effect So, Petros, yeah. the start date is going to be 1995 because they, that's the year I was born. And so, you know, any college tennis history before that's kind of irrelevant. Uh, so, since 1995, you became the ninth player to win both the team title and the singles title in the same year. How many of the other eight guys can you name? Oh, wow. Uh-huh. A lot of them are, uh, to me at least, I don't know, some of them are more obvious than you think. There's a couple yeah, I couple. Can, I can try, I can try, I can try. All right, go for it. Um, I'll go with Ty. Ty's one. Ty's one. Uh, I'll probably go with Steve Johnson. Steve Johnson did it twice. Okay, does that count? No, but that's still, that's still only two guys, so you're the ninth guy, but it's the tenth time since 95. Okay. Uh, but so you've got Ty, Steve, and you've got six more. Uh, did Somdev win that? Somdev never won a team title. How about John Isner? John Isner never won an individual. Oh, he won doubles, never singles. All right, uh, there's another Virginia guy in recent memory that you're missing. Oh, Ryan Shane. Ryan Shane is a third. My bad. I played it. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, okay, now I'm, I'm just going uh, that's that's three. So I'm gonna give you some random hints now. The guy who beat Andre Agassi in his last match ever. He's German, and he went Becker? to yeah. Be Benjamin Becker did it in 2004. Um, okay. This guy is a twin, and he's very good. Oh, Brian. Yeah, Brian. Bob Bryan is five. Um, now that's these last bad. ones are hard. We have someone who did it for Illinois in 2003. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I'm. It, get so Amir Delich. Uh, Alex Kim of Stanford in 2000 and Matthias Booker of Georgia 2001. So some elite company, although I have to say to your point, it seems like recently and another guy who came close, Jameer Jenkins, who won it and then made the final of singles, the, you know, you guys get a nice little boost. The adrenaline from winning that team tournament must, you know, everyone's body's hurting at that point in the season. So 
is it just the adrenaline? Is it just, you know, you're just like, I've come this far, might as well keep winning, or the rhythm you've gotten? What allows you to ignore any physical pain you might be in and play such a high level for another five days? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit of everything, obviously. some For some others, something is more than the other one. But uh, for, for me, it was just taking you know, taking the opportunity that I was given to play at home, uh, you know, on my own court that I played more than anybody else that I would play against. Um, I was just thinking about the crowd, how many people are going to come and watch. It's, it's funny because Winston-Salem is so small. Like, the whole community came together when we made the finals because how many times uh, wait for a team of any sport um, go to the finals you know it's not every day we're not we're not a huge state school with lots of lots of money that you know we, just, we we're not a huge football school you know you know it's, it's, it's a tiny tiny school and then when we went to the finals the community came together and even until today we show up to uh panera and chipotle and people recognize us and they tell us <laughs> you know you know hey how you doing like good job stuff like that that's what keep, keeps us going and and that's part of why I wanted to win everything for them, and, and for me and the program, obviously for Tony. Um, and it's just an honor to represent Wake Forest, especially at home. And I said, "This, this is it. Why not? I did it once. Why not twice? You know, let's just win both." Uh, and then you know, it ended up being against the Wake Forest player, but. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I said we'd be cognizant of your time. I said 30 minutes, and of course, we're already past 45. So. No problem, no problem. Oh, that's, no problem. Too, that's too nice of you. Uh, you know, in that individual run, you know, no one can say, you know, some fluke draw happened or not the best players made it, you know, that far because it was really all of the top guys in the quarterfinals later. And you look at your draw, you take out Torpegard, 7-6 in the third in the quarterfinals. You know, that's a match that got moved indoors and outdoors and it was annoying. But then you take out Red Licky in the semis. You get Gojo in the final. Um, I mean, I again, I, I keep alluding to this, but... 7-6 in the third quarterfinal round. It's probably your seventh match in eight days. Uh, just where do you summon that performance from? How, is it? It's a testament to the preparation. It's a testament to the stage. Uh, you know, how do you do yeah. that? Yeah, it, it just playing that match. I mean, obviously, I knew Torp. We, we talked about Torp and the match we've had. Uh, yeah, another 7-6 in the third. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean you got to expect that that kind of match is going to go all the way, you know, and, and it did, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad. Um, it was a fun match, but yeah, finishing that match, uh, the only thing I wanted to do is just eat and just go sleep. <laughs> uh, and, and basically, that's what I did. And I can't, I can't think about the, you know, the next day's match right after I finished the match because then I would be, I would get depressed. I'm like, okay, I played three hours against Torp. I gotta probably play another three against Rosicky, and then if that goes well, I gotta play another three hours against another great guy. So you know, if you think about it like that, it, it just kind of gets depressing, and and it, your your mind gets tired, and then your body gets tired. So I figured I gotta take care of my body, which I did. Um, and then when the you know when tomorrow comes, I'll I'll wake up and see what see what happens. Um, it was all of that pre-tournament but, hydration. You were just very well hydrated. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was very well hydrated after the final. <laughs> I think that I think that helped a lot. I love uh, it. I love it. But then, so let's talk about that final because it's not often that you have two players from the same school playing each other. In fact, I believe it's the first time since 1998 that that's happened in the men's singles championship, at least on the men's side. I know on the women's side, I think Nicole Gibbs and Mallory Burdett played up Stanford a few years back but just to play Borna a guy you see probably every day in practice you know you know the back of his head as well as the front you know what he's gonna do you know he loves to smack that forehand down the line for a first ball uh just you know you said after the match you know I didn't even celebrate because this was just a testament to us both being here and the match was secondary um is that true? Is that you guys both approached it going, you know, is that just fluff you're giving to the media? They're, they've trained you well at Wake Forest. Dan Wallace has done his job as your SID. Or is that something where it really was just a celebration of just both of you being there? No, that was that was very true. What I said, I mean, 
we after the after both semifinals, we didn't want to play the final. <laughs> we did not want to play against each other, and we actually I asked Bresky and can we do that? And then he asked the NCAs, and unfortunately they said no because I really wanted to share that title with 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 Borna. And obviously, fair enough. I mean. They obviously wanted wanted a champion and somebody that actually won the match, so they have something for them, which makes sense. But we tried; uh, it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> so after we got to know, we realized that we actually have to play. And I mean, we were destroyed. I mean, both of us. We which I was so tired. Of I don't know how many sets I played. <laughs> uh, and then Borna was obviously injured with his groin. I think it was a hip injury or a groin injury, something like that. Um, I had a I had a hip injury too, like minor injuries. But after two weeks of playing at tennis every day, uh, we were kind of done. And then the next morning, we we stayed at the same hotel. We we warmed up together in the morning, and just, it was just it, it looked like a practice match from my point of view. Honestly, <laughs> it was just, I I I tried to I got it I got a little bit into that competitive mode. Um, in the middle of the first set, and I think he did too, because we started a little bit, you know, slow. It was kind of, what is going on? Is this, is this a practice match? There's a lot of people watching, so it should it should be something else. I mean, and then midway through the first set, it, we, we played a lot better. I mean, if you watch the match at the beginning, we made so many mistakes, and we were just not mentally and physically ready for it, but hopefully we, uh, you know, rose to the occasion, and we gave the fans a good a good show and uh, yeah we I don't know who wanted to win more but I was <laughs> still thinking about that uh, final with Ohio State and I was not really thinking about oh god I'm about I'm about to win the NCAA you know, oh, well, I mean to to what you asked earlier this was your 20 and 21st set 20th and 21st set of singles of the week and that's not including the four double sets you played as well as all of those practice yeah. sessions warm-ups and whatnot uh so yeah a phenomenal week of tennis uh and, and you know you look back at your season again you finished the season with a 44 and 4 record in singles 33 and 1 in the spring season at 30 match win streak you now have 104 career singles win tied for seventh most in program history history uh you look back at this junior year and you know I, I all right I'll ask the question you mentioned on the last podcast in no way would you ever leave Wake Forest earlier but after accomplishing all of those things is it still you know no matter what happens I'm coming back to Wake Forest for my senior year yeah no no chance I'm leaving I'm, <laughs> I don't know it so many people have asked you know now that you said it before that you're not leaving now that you want both of teams and singles, you have to go. I said, no, I don't have to go, and I'm not going. <laughs> and, and win it again, you know? And then, when I'm done, when I'm finally graduated, then I'm going to go and play pro. But um, until that happens, I'll stay and, and, and win everything again. That is an excellent answer. So I can pencil you in for this interview next year at this time, and we'll have the same <laughs> oh, conversation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we should keep doing this because it works. (laughs) Exactly. I'm in on that totally. Well, then, you know, I just want to ask you a few more things before we go because, you know, we're right near that hour mark. And, you know, I know you've got your business course and whatnot to do. But so I want to ask because, you know, winning a double title like that, as we mentioned, it doesn't happen every day. Uh, What's the coolest message or coolest thing you've gotten since winning those titles? The coolest thing in terms of what do you mean? I mean, so like you guys went to the White House, like that—that's not oh, something. Oh, Oh, I thought like a material thing. I thought oh like, no, no, yeah. Oh, I, the, yeah. the huge cash prize the NCAA gives to all of the players. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> um, you know, I, I gotta be honest. The, the visit at the White House and meeting the president—I mean, that's just that's just insane, isn't it? I mean, who, who knew that a kid from Cyprus coming out late, signing two weeks before he gets here, signing up for. The Wake Forest tennis team is going to go to the White House two, three years time. <laughs> that was insane. But I have to say, even though that's you know on top of my list, it's up there. Um, uh, the, the the number one is is the love and the recognition from the people from Winston. You know, because a, a sport like tennis in in a college that is not you know in the U.S. number one sport. Uh, is football is up there, basketball is up there, you know, stuff like that. Um, you don't really get a lot of recognition as a tennis player and as a tennis program. And the fact that we got to, 
you know, win both the singles and I got I, I won the I won the team and the singles. That just gave me, you know, a little bit of a little bit of light to what this community can do in, in terms of coming together. And now we, everywhere we go, we people are just recognizing us, saying good job, and and that means so much to, to me and, and to to the team. You know, you you'll be surprised. Um, you know, in the future, coming back in like who knows, ten, fifteen years, then I look, um, how many people recognize you, and, and that just means so much to me. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're obviously still in Winston-Salem right now. You're, you said you're taking a course at the school. Uh, I, I'm just curious, you know, before we let you go, what are your plans for this summer? You know, isn't now, obviously you're taking this course and you probably want to rest up a little bit, but will you, will we be seeing you on the pro circuit? Will we get a chance to watch you play? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, after the, after this program finishes, uh, which is in two or three weeks, um, I'll definitely go and, and play for uh, you know futures and challenges. But right now we got two futures in Winston Salem here at Wake Forest, so <laughs> I'm, I'm playing. On You're living Tuesday. the dream. <laughs> yeah, I'm living. Yeah, this is it. This is it. It's <laughs> better than this. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I play my first the first future starts on Tuesday. The qualities are going on right now, actually. And then <laughs> second week, there's another futures. Uh, I'm both in, in May, luckily, um, and then after that finishes, I'll probably just travel and play Futures and Challenges and uh, get ready for the Winston Salem Open, which is the, the 250 tournament, which is in August. Yeah, no, that, I mean, I'm glad to hear we're going to be seeing you on uh, on tour. I, I have to go back. I forgot to ask this. Uh, any chance Baghdadis sent you a text saying, hey, like, way to go, way for the college success? <laughs> I, he didn't send me a text, but I, I know he was watching. I, I read somewhere that somebody asked him, and, and he mentioned me, but I, I, didn't, I, I don't know. I know he's watching. We're good friends. <laughs> and I know he's busy with, uh, I, don't, I don't even know where he is right now. Somewhere in the world playing tennis. Oh, of um, course, always. <laughs> so, yeah, he's yeah. No, I'm I'm glad to hear it. Um, you know, another thing you said you're taking a course. Any chance the professionals like he he sees Petros probably butchers your last name, but I'll say Hrisokos because I know it correctly. And as you go, wait, okay. a, wait a second, did you you just won NCAA's right? Yeah, no, it's funny. The first day, so this this summer management program, um, it's in the business school of Wake Forest, and the first first two days you got orientation, right? They tell you where to go and how to do what and whatnot. And then first day we were sitting in this auditorium. By the way, it's uh, me, Barr, and Eduardo Nava, <laughs> program from the tennis team. So the, the professor, the director of the business school, uh, he made he us made stand up uh, in class and he had a slide on the screen of <laughs> people introducing us and saying congratulations. So that, that just comes back to my point where I say the, the recognition we get and, and the appreciation of, of others in the community, it just means so much. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that definitely deserves Westoff. Cue the applause. Yeah, well done, well done. I mean, that's so cool, and, you know, I, I think we can wrap up there because, you know, again, we've taken up so much of your time, but Petros, seriously, congratulations to you, to the Wake Forest team, to just the community of Winston-Salem for all the success you guys had this month of May. Uh, you know, Thank you as so I as I mentioned, that NCAA event, it was such a fun, and it was such a great, you know, experience. It's such a it really is a base of tennis, and if you haven't gotten the chance as a fan, go check out these college tennis matches. Obviously, you're going to have to wait a little bit of time, but as Petros has said, no matter how many challengers he wins this summer, you will get the chance to see him next year, so be sure to go, <laughs> be sure to go check him out. And Petros, as I mentioned, I'll be watching this summer, and you know, I look forward to hopefully next year we'll be able to do this again to celebrate some more of your success. For sure, for sure. Thanks for having me again, and... Uh... Hopefully, I mean, you'll be seeing me around. Don't worry, I'll be all over the place. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Well, good luck to you this week at the Futures, and, you know, good luck with your summer course. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Like to sleep with it for so much you come in and kill you. Wish you guys. Wish you guys. Wish you guys.
find us in this stop now I'm not our friends of anything Go they're gonna kill anyone I feel so powerful They trip at you, I read your skin of everything It's confusing You will be good, but you will be poor You will be good, but you will be poor You will be good, but you will be poor Alone every day, it is a praise, a pleasure